Now the news set the agenda. These uh, are the big stories we're following for you at this hour here on Afternoon Drive. You'll be aware there was a delay in the trial of Pastor Timothy Omatoso in Port Elizabeth today. The lawyer representing him and his two co-accused, Peter Doberman, asked Judge Mandela Magola to recuse himself, saying the judge was partisan. Now Magola has since dismissed that application, but it looks as though Peter Doberman wants to appeal. So we are going to speak to lawyer Zola Majavu next on the instances in which it's acceptable to ask a judge to recuse himself. Uh, Mr. Majavu, thank you so much for your time and afternoon drive today. Uh, of course, Peter Doberman argues that Judge Mandela Magola was not impartial because he'd already made up his mind that the first witness, Cheryl Zondi's testimony, was true. Is that the sense you got from their interactions in court? Good afternoon and good afternoon to your, to your listeners. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. Firstly, I, I did not gain that uh, impression at all. Uh, if, if anything, I, I, I was quite stunned when I listened to the reasons advanced in support of that application. And I said to my colleagues, that application was a non-starter. If I were in the judge's position, mm-hmm. I would have dismissed it outright. I wouldn't even need uh, to adjourn for it. Do, do, you think, do you think the points that uh, Peter Doberman put forward were essentially weak or unjustifiable? Look, there is no way that he would have succeeded on the reasons that he gave. Yes, obviously, the issue of bias is not really real bias. Even the perception of bias is enough. But you must still substantiate what it is that you think can give credence to a suspicion or a suggestion that someone is biased. And the reasons that he gave did not uh, pass master in that regard. I mean, to say a judge... uh, uh, consoled the witness. There's absolutely nothing wrong. All the judge sought to convey was now that you have testified and now that your evidence has been subjected to very rigorous cross-examination, do focus on your academic studies and exams and leave the assessment of whether or not you testified truthfully to the court. The judge did not necessarily suggest that he believed that uh, what the witness said was correct. It's a call that he still has to make once he's listened to the totality of the evidence. But there would certainly be nothing wrong in a judge saying to a witness who is about to write the exams under this uh, circumstance, say, focus on your studies, leave the rest to us, us meaning the court. There's absolutely no suggestion that uh, could have mounted an application for a recusal on the basis of bias. And also to say the judge seemed to have... Uh, played the role of a comforter. I mean, judges dispense justice, and justice sometimes is in favor of the accused person, sometimes it is in favor of of the victim. This is the first of 20 witnesses to go. So I really, really do not think the judge would have done anything that would have even remotely persuaded him to recuse himself. Mm. I want to ask you about the judge's intervention during Peter Doberman's line of questioning. I mean, Doberman himself uh, underwent a lot of criticism um, and, and in fact, some harassment from people outside the courtroom, courtroom for the line of questioning he had taken. Many felt that he had badgered Cheryl Zondi while she was sitting in, in the witness, uh, on the witness stand. Uh, and the judge, of course, intervened several times, but the prosecutor was deathly silent. I mean, we didn't hear objections to the line of questioning from the prosecutor that uh, Peter Doberman, as the defense uh, attorney, chose to take. Could this have given the impression that the judge was being biased towards the witness? 
Not at all. Remember, the judge is an empire, and an empire is there to make sure that the playing fields are leveled. Of course, I must say, and I say this very reluctantly against the colleague, I I found the prosecutor to be too lackadaisical. He should have objected as often as was necessary, which therefore led the judge to obviously intervene as a neutral umpire. I mean, some of the questions that uh, my colleague Mr. Doberman asked did not necessarily take his case any further. And I'll give an example. If you think about logic and common sense, who, while they are being subjected to trauma, can even take a ruler and measure centimeters by which uh, 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 someone supposedly penetrated the person? Because, look, the law is very clear. Even if you just touch the orifice with your male organ, that constitutes rape. Yes. So it shouldn't matter whether it was one centimeter, two or ten centimeters, firstly. Secondly, a 14-year-old does not have the legal capacity to consent to having sexual uh, engagement. That is automatic statutory rape. Now, whether or not they loved it or they called for it or they didn't say stop, doesn't take your case any further. It hardly right. constitutes a defense. Yes. So from that point of view, I'm saying some of the questions did not necessarily take the case further and they were thus uncalled for. A judge has got every right to intervene where he feels that Joanne, in spite of being a witness, is now being treated condescendingly mm. or is being downright disrespected. If a judge didn't do that, there will be criticism to say the judge did not enter the fray and stop what was clearly an unjustified you know, disrespect of the rights of this person. And when you do that, it does not mean you necessarily say you believe them. He still has to make a judgment call. I mean, it's like me using expletives addressing you as a, as a witness. I don't have to insult you to prove that you are disrespectful yes. or you are untrustworthy as a, as a witness. And I am one of those who thought my colleague overstepped the mark here. As a good cross-examiner, you don't have to be rude. Sometimes you actually gain more concessions by being polite to a witness that you are cross-examining. I want to ask you about that, Mr. Majavu, because uh, pe- people were really split over this. There were many people who felt, well, Peter Doberman has a job to do there. He is there to defend uh, Timothy Omotoso and the other accused, and, and he's he got to do his best and use all means necessary to actually get them off the hook. On the other hand, uh, there were other people who said, no, uh, Peter Doberman should actually be reported to the Law Society for the way he has treated this witness, the nature of the questions that he has asked and how he's framed them and address them to the witness. What is your feeling on that? I wouldn't take it thus far. Yes, I agree he has a job to do. I have been in the exact same position myself mm-hmm. on many occasions. But I do not think that is necessarily something that would warrant some form of misconduct proceedings against him. I think at the level of tactic and Ubuntu, I don't think he necessarily did his client a, a good favor or service. It, in fact, it may, even, it may even boomerang, you know, against him. Because what he did, he, he stayed away from the real issues. The case that his client came to meet was one of rape. It didn't matter how bad he makes this woman appear. Yes, of course, there may be some credibility findings against uh, Cheryl, but that does not necessarily mean that her testimony in total falls to be rejected. Mm. The issue of uh, proving that the witness is credible or otherwise goes some distance in saying to the court, take whatever this person is saying with a pinch of salt. If you succeed in planting that doubt in the court's mind, you are halfway there. But it does not mean if I lied about something today, 
uh, tomorrow, whatever I say, is not worth anything because I was shown to have lied yesterday. What you need to show is a pattern of lies so that your, your, your testimony would be very difficult to be accepted in the light of your pattern of behavior, namely being a pathological liar. But in this instance, in my own view, I do not think that he managed to correct this particular witness. If anything, this witness came, came back much stronger every time he would ask an open-ended question. Because in cross-examination, if you ask a, a, a direct question, you get a direct answer. If you ask an open-ended question, you will get an open-ended, mm. long-winded answer. Right. And this girl, in fairness to her, she stood her ground. And she really threw quick repartees which sometimes the woman didn't see them coming. Mm. And he got frustrated. And he, he said so himself. At some point, this he said, you are making my job difficult. And this lady said, I'm not here to make your job easy. It does mm. a, a good repartee. Yes. But the point of the matter is this. In my own view, his style of lawyering is not necessarily going to assist the client that he has a right to fight for and defend. Because obviously... If Mr. Matoso is found guilty, he's looking at serious jail time. Mm. So I would be, I would be in, in, in Mr. Doberman's corner insofar as saying, faced with a client who looks at the prospect of a long jail sentence, I have to do all in my power to protect him. But all in my power definitely cannot be synonymous with condescending, disrespectful, asking questions that are not taking you anywhere. I mean, in God's name, whether you were penetrated by a meter, a centimeter, or whatever that he was trying to get to. It still doesn't derogate from the fact that somebody was penetrated. It would have been different if you deny that there was no penetration at all. Yes. And if that is the line of questioning, then the centimeters are irrelevant. So, yes, I agree with those who said sometimes he pushed the envelope a bit far. And today he also, you know, nailed it again by bringing a stillborn application for a recuser. I dare say even the application for leave to appeal. Mm. I, I do not think that there is merit in that application. But look, one doesn't want to preempt it. And we have to respect the fact that uh, people have a job to do and judges also have jobs to do also. Lovely insights into that story. And thank you so much for sharing them with us. Sulema Javu, attorney.